One, two, one, two. Y'all ready? It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. Thank you for joining us once again. Gold Faithful. I am Brian Peacock. You can find me at Twitter at BD Peacock. That right there is Nick Winkler. Hello. At Bay Area Wink. Hit him up. Follow him. Ask him questions. Do the same um, with Brian as well. Send him cookies. Yeah. Like we were sent by one of our loyal listeners. I was afraid who, to eat them. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was not. Maybe they were magic I cookies. I eat first I and worry about other things later. <laughs> I like and that. he is the winner yeah. of our first ever Gold Faithful t-shirt. Yeah, I, I think it's a great t-shirt. Thanks to everybody for trying to go after the t-shirt. Yeah, it was a battle for the tea, but yeah. uh, he actually sent us a gift before we actually were able to send him one. So congratulations. So yeah, Twitter user Phenopolot. I like it. Thank you very much. A t-shirt will be on its way once we get our stock of, of tees yeah, from, lot- from Lawrence Marino, who designed it and also designed our Gold Faithful logo helmet, which I love. It's beautiful. Uh, that is why, partially why, Gold Faithful is brought to you by DynastySportsEmpire.com. Fantasy sports, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, Dynasty Sports Empire has you covered. Visit them online. DynastySportsEmpire.com. Join a startup fantasy football, hockey, basketball league today. What's happening, man? A lot of stuff happening around football. Obviously, we'll get to all that. We'll get to a lot of Niner news. We got a game to recap last weekend against Dallas. Biggest thing I want to talk about real quick, and that is... uh, it's cut down dates on Tuesday. I mean, they're gonna have yes. to they're gonna have to cut out a lot of guys here. So we, next week after this game, I mean, this is this is when guys really need to shine. It's a big cut down. It goes from ninety to seventy five. That's this fifteen is, guys they got to get rid of right by and Tuesday. It's a little bit easier at this cut because you can kind of tell because the guys that get cut might not even play at all right. because this, this is the Sorry. week where the starters play the most. But they're I mean, we don't even know who the starter is. The on second the corner line and yeah. on the offensive line. Sure. We're going to talk about defensive backs next week because mm-hmm. this week we have Rams reporter Danny Kluppinger. Yeah, she'll be on a little bit later. We'll uh, get to our Know Your Enemy segment. Uh, got some questions for her lined up. We need to know a lot about that Rams offensive line. They're kind of going through similar stuff that the, the 49ers are yes. as well right now. Plus, uh, you know, I want to I want to get a little in-depth on Todd Gurley. Right, I want to find out what exactly is going on there. Yeah. And I want to find out if she thinks, and I, I'm glad we're actually finally adding a woman's voice to the show, mm-hmm. long overdue. I want to find out if she thinks that the Rams are as overrated as I think they are. I have a feeling she's not going to say <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling you two might not be on the same page. I, yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, you'll get to know a little bit more about the Rams a little bit later. But first, there's some uh, news around the league this week. More injuries. <sighs> it happens every year, but it's always a bummer when you see guys like Jordy Nelson, torn yeah. ACL, out for the year, second, second week in a row that a big-time wide receiver has gone down for the year, you fantasy footballers will probably want to bump former Fresno State wide receiver Devontae Adams way up on your cheat sheets. Yeah, he was already going pretty high there in fantasy drafts as the number three because I think I read a stat today that Green Bay ran 80% of their snaps last year with three wide receivers. On so. the field a lot, yeah. yeah. And obviously you're looking for that second-year wide receiver jump, which is pretty common with NFL wide receivers. He was a second-round pick last year, so it's not like he's just a bum off the streets that's getting a shot now. Yeah, and you know it, you hate to see it with all these injuries during the preseason games, but at the same time, when this happens over and over and over, then you start hearing the questions raised. Should they get rid of the pre- season should it be down to two games things like that which i'm all for i've seen a lot of that but also the the easier you take it 
the more you're going to open yourself up to injuries of when you ramp it up quickly. So that's not really – it's football. You're going to yeah. get hurt. It's double-edged that's sword. You're right. The, you're right. Chris Carter. Yeah. Interesting. The fall guy. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard all about this. It's you know it's close to us because Chris Borland was kind of the one that started all this, mm-hmm. and he didn't name Chris Carter. But the NFL right. had that video on their website, which blows my mind. Yeah, you that think, is unbelievable. How do you post that? How do you leave that up? With Fall Guy, we're of course not talking about the '80s no, uh, no, no, drama no, no. series. No, I was going to bring the audio out for that, but right. that's probably overdone by this. I point. remember watching that when I was young. I too. remember that. I remember there was a brown truck, right? Yeah. And that was like that. He's truck a stunt is guy, badass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a stuntman. When you're a kid, yeah. and I was very young, but it was like, it might have been the first TV show I ever saw, actually. It's like, you know, it was like Dukes of Hazard. It's like, who yep. doesn't want the car and the stunts? It's like, that's like right up your alley. Other shows I watched around that same time that I remember as a child A Team, obviously. Yep. Greatest American Hero. That yes. was a real big one for me when I was yeah. growing up. Believe yeah. it or not, you I, were walking on air. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought I could be so free. <laughs> good, good TV knowledge there. Yes, yes. So, Chris Carter, come on. NFL, come on. What Watch that is... video if you haven't yet, unless they've taken it down, which would be smart. How did they put it up it in somewhere. the first place? Chris Borland was talking right. about how he wanted to walk out. He's what is this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can understand that sort of thing, you know, behind closed doors or something, but not sanctioned by the NFL. You know, not, not anything like that. Like, just maybe a, a veteran pulls a rookie aside and says something like that. Not that I would do anything like that. I'm an honest cat. but right. It just seems like something. Uh, just it just look, makes the NFL look bad over and over again. They just keep looking horrible in the public eye. I'm it, not. I'm not worried about it hurting the overall image because it's still a great product on the field. We still love it. Yeah, we still we're talking about it right now. But exactly, we're talking about that instead of football. That's what. That's the big because yeah. sports for me is kind of the escape from all the other right. bullcrap that's happening in life. Yep. And now that's creeping its way in more and more. And you hate it. The more stuff they find, the deeper people are going to look. Yep. And then it, you know it's bigger and bigger ripples turn into waves. And then it, obviously another incident with the forty nine. Well, it's not a new incident; it's an old sure. incident. But um, knew it was um, coming. Yeah. Ahmad Brooks and sexual battery. Former forty nine er Ray McDonald indicted on rape charges. Not great. Um, not great. I mean, and this is an old incident, so it's not a new thing. But it's so coming people, to light again. Right. Yeah, so resurfaced. people expected Brooks to be gone, but that's because they already knew about this is an old incident. And here's one of the things that, that sucks about the NFL, and this might not be the NFL's fault, but it, it kind of might be also. But when anything happens like this, an incident, so the first thing, someone gets arrested. Boom. Right. Huge news instantly. Of course. And then now, boom, you get hit again with the same incident, a new news cycle on the right. same incident so much further in the future. It's almost like it just happened again. Yeah. You know, so you're getting you're getting hit twice. And then you get hit for the third time because then the NFL comes out and punishes somebody. Right. So now it's like, boom, someone got suspended. It's almost like one thing you do bad. You get arrested once. You get hit three times for it in the public eye. Yeah. And, and that, so you times that by how many times the 49ers have had this stuff go on in the last few years. Yep. It seems like it's just constantly you're just getting beat over the head with this stuff. And that's it. It may it may be one third of the amount of times that the Niners have been bad in the, yes. in the public eye. But it does seem so bad. There was someone that came up to me yesterday and talked about this like it was new news. Right. Like it had just happened. Yeah. And that's how when you looked at Twitter when it came down. That yeah. was kind of like that was the reaction it was like, oh, here's a new thing. Right. Unbelievable. And almost every one of these incidents happened at or near Ray McDonald's house. Yeah, that's just bad. I'm glad he's gone. You know, that's oh my just, goodness. It's so bad. And don't yeah. GM don't Shepard. RSVP if he invites you to a party yeah. at his back. I mean, unless you're not in the NFL, you know, then maybe you go and you you bring a camera and then you make some money because uh I don't know if you watch ballers well, at all. If but. you if you 
look into this story, maybe you don't want to go to that party yeah. on that end either, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good call. Oh, my God. Yeah, horrible. Um, GM Trembalki, though, made it clear. Ahmad Brooks, still part of the organization, still part of the family. No decision's been made yet about the future. Um, he's not practicing with the team. He's not going to travel uh, this weekend and play. Uh, so it's just kind of up in the air right now what's going to happen with Brooks. Yeah, that's interesting. Then there's obviously the suspension looming when the league steps in. So who knows? I mean, at this point, you kind of just out of sight, out of mind. It's almost like he's not there. Eli Harold, step up. Yeah. And, or, and you know, Corey Lemonnier, he, he yeah. actually got his starting. He's running with the first team right now. But Joe Staley yeah, made a comment about Eli saying, oh, this guy's good. This guy's got, he's going to bring it. You can see him flash. He, he's the, 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 the most obvious thing that he doesn't have that Alden Smith had was that power. He's not going right. to bull rush anybody. Right. But he's. Quick off the line, he looks like a cat out there. Long arms, there's some some stuff to work with, some raw tools, but he's not quite there yet. So I can see why they put Lemonier in first. Of course, uh, Marcus Rush, yeah, flashed a few good. times in that in that second preseason game against mm-hmm. the Cowboys. They have Sean Lemon as well, who uh, right. got a little pressure in that game, so they'll both get a lot more action this week. And of course, Aaron Lynch back, and that and Lynch, is which huge. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly in that needed. first series we saw. Bo- oh, how much? How awesome was it to have Bowman back? Oh, should we get into Bowman right now? Because didn't he look like a man possessed? We should. One, two, one, two. Y'all ready? I am ready, Navarro. <laughs> yes. I am yes, ready, I am. Mr. Bowman. I think I want to call him at this point. And Scheduled to play five plays. He only needed three yeah. because he made all three. He's like, let's just get three and out, and I'll <laughs> take a seat. I'll take my helmet off. I'll put a baseball cap on. It's Ooh. awesome because here's one of the big things that kind of just hit me while I was watching that happen. As much credit as he got, um, he's going to get so much more credit now if he's still the same guy. And it looks like, I mean, he's just straight oh, yeah. beast. You right. know, you see those three, three plays, plays and you're plays. like, oh my God, we missed that. Yeah, right. This is and why we were not very good last because year. Because it was like, okay, he's playing next to Patrick Willis. Uh, yeah. He's playing behind Justin Smith. So he wasn't kind of always getting full credit for everything right. he did. And now it's his show. Yep. And when you see him do what he did just in those three plays, it's like, thank the Lord. What's, this guy's back in the middle of that defense. You know, last night I, I watched a, a bunch of uh, post-game interviews from uh, from that Niner game uh, on NFL on my Xbox, which is amazing because it basically gives you everything you want to know about your team. So I watched a Kaepernick one, and, and they asked him about Bowman. They said, oh, you know, what did you think about Navarro's performance? And he just sat there for a second and said, expected. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that, right. that's what they expect from him because, like you said, he, he, you know, before the injury, he brought it every single game. And, and it's just it's great to see him back out there. It's going to be great to see him yeah, when the games actually start counting. He did. One more bit of news that from the NFL that we didn't talk about. I, I glazed over it here. Uh, Martavis Bryant hit with a four-game suspension. Right. Tested positive for substances of abuse, mm-hmm. which sounds like pot to me. Yeah, probably. Can I bash the NFL one more oh, time? Oh, please. Especially Why in that area. are they even testing for marijuana? Ridiculous. I mean, I'm not like some 420 truther. I don't smoke pot. It's not a thing for me. Right. But there's actual evidence that it might actually help their brain injuries. Yeah. And you're just creating more problems for yourself by... By making these guys criminalizing something that's like, who cares, right? And let's say for one second that he was using it because he was sore after practice. Would you rather him go get a bunch of prescription pain medication right. that he can then abuse? Yeah, I mean, come on! Oh, I'm completely on board with you on that. And all you're doing is just putting another thing out there, like, hey, look how crappy our league is, right. look at how bad our people are in the NFL. Right? It's just a PR thing they don't need. So from from both sides of that coin, it doesn't make any sense. Oh no, it's. Legalized. I mean, he might have been out there. 
We don't know. It might have been cocaine. I right. mean, he's just smoking crack on the street. I have no idea. In which case, it, uh, I assume it's yeah. pot, which is what most of these are. Yeah, we'll backpedal a little bit if it was crack. But, <laughs> but yeah, with pot, I mean, it's legal in, in multiple skinny. states. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, get a little meth going. That's why he runs so fast. Uh, no, it's multiple. It's legal in multiple states. It's legal in our nation's capital. It's just it, it just seems so ridiculous to this point with the whole marijuana debate. Don't get me started on that. Again, not a big pothead over here, but at the same time, you know, I, I understand what it does for a lot of people. It does a lot of good for a lot of people. And of course, like many drugs, it does a lot of bad. But alcohol does much worse things, and right. that's totally And legal. if someone's high as hell and gets, you know, DOI, they're what Alvin Smith that, just did. That. He was drunk, you know, and, and this and it basically is going to ruin his career. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to let, let's just walk away. From the pot debate right now, let's get oh, yeah. back into recap. Absolutely, 49ers news. Navarro Bowman is back. Uh, so <laughs> rejoice! I, I wrote this down in, at the beginning of the game. I was like, "Geez, Hain versus Purcell. This is a heavyweight fight. Who's the biggest preseason star in San Francisco?" And then Hain just keeps yeah. adding to it. Another good punt return. Mm-hmm. Two uh, great uh, punt yeah, returns. Three great punt returns. Yeah. Uh, a great run from scrimmage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's getting down the first man down as a gunner in the fourth quarter, right. uh, covering a punt. And it's like, man. And Purcell is a nose tackle who had a pick six. Yeah. And he still can't, you know, it's he funny. can't they, win that race against they interviewed, Hain. They interviewed him at the end. They said, when was your last touchdown? He's like, freshman year, fullback. <laughs> That's great. No, but back to Hayne. I mean, this guy's second in the league right now in rushing. Yeah, it's preseason. We get it. But that's still, it's 117 yards for a guy that's never played football before. You know, he's been doing it for a few months now. He was asked at one point by uh, an Australian reporter if he's happy with how well he's been playing and all this. And he basically was like, no, not at all. You know, like, I, I still don't feel totally comfortable out there. I'm still learning the schemes. I still need to, you know, pick up my blocking assignments. I'm I'm still trying to learn this game. And, of course, he's not happy. This guy left rugby. He was the top of, of rugby. He was like the number one rugby player. He wants to get back to being the number one at whatever he does. You can just see it in his eyes during the interview where he's just like, no, of course I'm not. You know, yeah. like, like I, I got to get better. I got to get better every single day, blah, blah, blah. Tom Sula said the same thing. Like, we're just, let's let's just slow our roll a little Tom bit. Tom Sula's really trying to yeah. slow that down. They're and calling it's really it the Hain train. Because everyone else is excited about it. And he's like, okay. Uh, he's like, whoa, 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 like, whoa. Really. This guy's just trying to make a 53-man yeah. roster. Yeah, and he's like, oh, what if we have to cut this guy I know, after yeah. all this? <laughs> Which, and um, they may have to. I mean, who right. knows? It, it, he's come trying to be a fourth running back at this point. I do have right? one cut here from Hain, actually, when they ask him about that. And he talks about mm-hmm. just how new he is to everything sure. and, and how much farther he still has to go. Learning every day and, um, you know, making mistakes and learning from my mistakes as well. So it's, um, you know, I don't think you ever get to a point where, um, you know, you get comfortable. You have to be doing it for, for a long, long time. And, you know, like I said, I've only been doing it for about, you know, four months. Yeah, it's totally true. Tom Sula just kept saying it's a process. It's a process. He's we like where he's going. He's improved each game. He's improved each practice, and and over and over. But you watch this guy; it's just exciting. He's it fast. Is. He's strong. It takes at least one guy to bring him down. Sometimes two or three. He's got a great stiff arm. Uh, excuse me, a fend. Yeah, a great fend. Ooh, he, good rugby knowledge there. It's just the natural vision. So it's yeah. vision plus great feet. You see him st- sidestep guys. Actually, Chris Biederman, our guest last week on the show, had a great tweet about um, his punt return yardage. I think it was, let's see, 108 punt return yards. The 49ers, as a team last year, had 221 punt return That's yards ridiculous. for the season. 16 games. <laughs> That's a good one. So, Bruce Ellington, you need to get back on the field. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> dude. Especially with Quentin Patton now with his block punt touchdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how about his loss of... 20 yards yep. running backwards Oopsie. like a big dummy. Yeah, it's like they, they kind of negate each other. Yeah, and getting in a fight with someone that's 100 pounds 
larger than him and Tank Carradine in yeah. practice. Not There's maybe the, questionable yeah. decision making yeah. on Not on Keypad's part. Not the best. Uh, back to Tom Sula too. Uh, he spoke a lot about defensive backs. We mentioned we're going to talk about that next week, but uh, he, he's talking about mixing it up constantly. He's like, yeah, yeah, we changed the starters this week. We're going to change them again next week, which makes sense to me because if you're going to really uh, break a guy down, you're really going to judge a guy. Uh, why shouldn't you put him out there against the other team's number one? You know, put him out there with the starters and see how he does. Yes, I yeah, agree. That, that's the best way to evaluate talent. And they're doing that. And I like that. They're going to probably do with the offensive line as well. Right. You know, the but, offensive line. And I was a little bit surprised. Um, Ian Silverman got in there with the second team. The first team was the same it was in week one. It was Staley, Boone, mm-hmm. Looney, Martin at right guard, and uh, Piers at right tackle. Right. Piers, by the way, I haven't noticed him, which is which kind is of a good, good thing. That's right. what you yeah. want with your offensive line. You're exactly right. Yes. And we, so I'm kind of excited about that because obviously that was, you know, you're a little bit worried after losing Anthony Davis. And obviously the left side is fine. That center right guard thing. It has not been clicking with the no. It cha- they changed it in practice today. They they had a joint practice with the Broncos. Actually, Marcus Martin was playing center, and Ian Silberman was in there at right guard. Yes, so and that's def- what was uh, Silberman went in with second team right guard. Mm-hmm. And I've I've always liked Martin better at center, anyways. And he right. played good at center when he had when he was forced into duty last season. Um, and he's looked better in the preseason at center as well. But what I was surprised about is that Brandon Thomas wasn't the second guy up yeah. at right guard. Yeah, because so that's how it's been Because he wasn't on the left side either. The second team that came in, it was Miller, Tiller, Farrell, Silberman, and Brown left to right. Right. And no Thomas. So he didn't come in until the third team, and he was at left guard. Not a good sign. And he played well. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I don't maybe understand Maybe he'll be about. in the second team this right. week and the yeah. first team in the, the final game. I mean, maybe they're doing the same kind of thing, just evaluating guys, giving everybody a shot. Might be a thing where they just like him on the left side, so mm-hmm. that's going to be his spot. Oh, and I do want to apologize to Andrew Tiller, left guard number 61. Mm-hmm. I badmouthed him last week on the show after the first preseason game. But I realized it was number sixty-eight, Miller. Oh, and yeah, I misread. So Miller so is the swinging like gate waiting for you outside by your car. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Miller was the swinging gate at left tackle, number sixty-eight. Gotcha. He looks like he's going to be one of those cuts to me. Right, one um, of the early guys may not see a whole lot of action yeah. this weekend, and we might get to see a little Trenton Brown on the left side, maybe, or you know, because we need to know who that second guy up on the yeah. left side at left tackle might possibly be. Trenton Brown's played really well. I've he been, has. He has for a seventh round draft pick. He's been awesome. He's huge. Right. You know, the first team offense looked pretty. Good on their first drive. Um, oh, yeah, it was fun to see Carlos Hyde looks strong. Looks like an every down back. I really liked watching oh, that. Man, they look sharp right out of the gate. That was awesome. Yeah. Three and out on defense. Bowman in on every play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynch got in on one of those as well. Flat out awesome to see that first drive on offense again. Sharp pounding the ball. Hyde. I'm glad to see catching the ball. Yeah, running inside and outside. He's a complete back. I knew that about him, but it was like, come on, let's see it. Let's see it now. We're going to start to see that, and we're going to see a lot more of him. I think he's going to carry the load this year. You know, and, my favorite thing on that opening drive was the read option. Yes, just, just yes. good to see it. Midseason form. Yeah, put it back in your pocket. You don't have. You don't need to see Cap running the ball like the, anymore. It's like the deep pass of Tory Smith. Like right. they did it once in the preseason. Let's yep. not do it again. Exactly. Let's just let every remind everybody. Oh, you're going to have to practice for this. Exactly. Jeep Chris looks like he's obviously going to try to get the ball into the mm-hmm. running back's hands As more out of the backfield. Reggie Bush, obviously. So that'll be a nice new little wrinkle yeah, there. Those Greg Roman days are gone. Yes. Put him in the rearview mirror. So they drive down the field. Mm-hmm. Um. Hide cap, midseason form, read option, boom, boom, boom. They're pounding the ball. Not even a lot of pass plays. No. Then red zone. 
Run, pass, 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 pass. Well, first and goal. Yeah. Up the middle. Mike Davis actually gave Hyde a breather. Inside run, a couple yards to the six-yard line. Second and goal. Terrible fade to Bolden out of bounds. I yeah. don't know what that play is. Bolden didn't really get a good release. He wasn't really open. And they were forcing it. They're giving him a chance. Third to go and goal. And get it. Back shoulder throw to Torrey Smith. Better throw. It was in bounds at least, great but it was play. still not as far. It, it could. It should have been a touchdown. DB made he a did. great play. DB made a good play, but he was able to make a play because Cap didn't quite get it out. Right. So too far out in the first play. Didn't quite get it far enough mm-hmm. on out outside of uh, Torrey Smith's frame on the second play. Yeah. So, so it's it stalled. It, and the great play Phil stalled. Dawson and... com- Phil Dawson comes out for a field goal, and no offense to Phil Dawson, I don't want to see a whole lot of no, him. Unless but... he's kicking that 33-yard extra point, and really I'd rather see them go for two. Exactly. And then, you know, teams aren't really showing their hand in the preseason with that. Right. As, I think shouldn't. we're going to see a ton of two-point conversion a tries. A ton, until late in games when it's really important. When it's obvious that you need to have one. First or, half, I think it's going to be constant. And I think we might see some pew- – it's going to be really interesting with head coaches because some head coaches – are coaching not to lose, and some are going for the throat. Chip Kelly, I think, is going to go for two every, every single, single time. Every single time. And it'll be interesting because as soon as you get heat, like from the media or whatever, maybe you go for two, don't get it, now you're down and you're chasing that point. I wonder if, if some people are going to pull off quicker than others. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be telling early on how, how, how successful it is, too. I can't wait to start seeing the numbers pile up. You know, like Because I, I believe there were some missed extra points as well this weekend. 33 yards isn't a it's gimme. It's not a gimme. Which is which makes the two point make even more and sense. And you only have to make those every other time. You got to right. be 50% on that and then yes. it, it equals out to to the extra point. So I, I think I want to see him go for it all the time. I do too. Unless Until it, unless, it's the obvious end of the game. Exactly. You know. Even mm. then, you know, 33 is no gimme. You mentioned it. Hey, um, and look out for the belldozer. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Backup like tight end. He yeah. did that a lot like in college. It. So I like it. Yeah, they can they they could really get weird with that. And I wonder if they maybe <laughs> bumped him up on their draft board a little bit just because Why not? You know, you saw the uh the Eagles brought in Team Tebow. I know that's why they did it. Yeah. Of course, for the two-point conversion. Yes. yes. He he just adds a whole different dynamic and again, it's the same kind of thing we talked about with the read option. It's going to make teams have to prepare for it. And um, you know, Real quick, we talked about the first-team offense. Just the, the overall defense looked great. First-team defense, we talked about that three and out. Fun to watch. Overall, as a team, three picks on defense. That's great. Uh, just a cleaner game yeah, all around. Yeah. Offense and defense. All around. Fun um, to watch. Even the, the second and third teams that got in there were just more crisp. I'm so starting to buy into this Scove thing a whole lot more I love the more Scove, I watch man. it. Instinctive. Yeah. The dude blitzes. He's in on, he was in on that pick six. Yeah. He, he was, I mean, he was in the backfield instantly. Um Armstead got a nice little push on that play too, and you know, they, they caused the throw. And then, yeah, you mentioned Armstead on the Purcell touchdown. Armstead was right in the quarterback's face, yeah, getting those I big mean, old long mitts up in his face, and he got free because Scove ran untouched through the line, right. and the running back had to step up and exactly. pick him up. So, you know, again, it's just a full defensive thing. And then Purcell was in the right place at the right time, made a great football move, and and you know this is he's inching closer and closer to making this team. There's going to be a big name guy that gets released. If Purcell makes the squad, there that's the that's the most interesting battle because mm-hmm. he's earning a spot and he's yeah. flat out earning it, but someone's got to go if that if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, is it Tony Gerard Eddie? Like, is that is that the and guy? Right. Here's the other thing: maybe a little pup. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. someone kind of gets hurt. You see this in baseball a lot. Oh, in the DL. DL. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting timing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, he has shoulder inflammation. So I wonder um, if we'll see something like that. And I, yeah, they've been true. redshirting a lot of guys that maybe could have had a chance to play, and they're just like, no, you're done for the year. Yeah. And in practice today, Dockett, Dial, and Eddie were all kind of rotating in there as the nickel guys. So I mean, it, it's it's almost being like Eddie is is almost expendable at this point. Yeah. Oh, and if you want to talk about team defense and and Quentin Dial. Uh, Dial and Eli Harold got a nice sack on the old Justin yep. Smith, Alden Smith stunt. I like it. And That's that a was, good move. Yeah, and Eli Harold showed off his speed there, quickness coming underneath, and Dial taking up both 
the right tackle and the right guard. Two more things I want to get to real quick from that practice. Michael yes. Will Hoyt, he's back. That's fun to yes. see. Uh, he, he actually picked off Peyton Manning. In that practice, so that was great. A couple of minor injuries, though. Nick Moody, my guy, uh, not not uh, expected to be serious. It was on a special teams play. And Tremaine Brock also had to leave practice. But, again, both don't appear to be serious right now. It was a knee, right? Did right. Like a minor knee thing exactly. with Moody. What was it with Brock? Uh, I think it was an ankle, but I'm ankle. not 100% sure on that. Uh, but, again, both minors. So we'll see how it Good. goes tomorrow and then, of course, on Saturday with these guys. Did you hear the Peyton Manning thing, by the way, where he doesn't have fe- feeling at the end of his fingertips on his throwing hand? Really? I haven't heard that at all. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's very interesting there. I, that's not a place I want to lose my sensitivity. No, you know, if you're an NFL if you quarterback. Like or anything, too, with the knives, that just seems really, really dangerous. He just cut his finger off. Like, yeah. what do you mean, honey? <laughs> Your finger's gone. Oh. Let's, get to, uh, let's get to Danny. Let's give uh, Miss Kleppinger a call. Let's do it. Let's find out a little bit more about the St. Louis Rams in 2015. All right, so she is a reporter for the St. Louis Rams, host of Rams Nation, co-host of What the Heck. Of course, talking about Danny Kleppinger. Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So, Danny, we're obviously a 49er podcast, right? We usually focus on everything scarlet and gold, but you were nice enough to join us for our Know Your Enemy segment while we're going to take a closer look here at the NFC West. So today... Let's talk Rams. Biggest question. Let's get it out of the way first. He started practicing with the club. We need to know, how does Todd Gurley look? He looks good. And you know what? He just recently, actually, two days ago, got the okay to practice in team drills. So he's been in on the 11-on-11s. He has a no a non-contact cap that he wears uh, during that time to mm-hmm. make sure the guys don't hit him. Um, but... You know, he's been looking good. He, he's having fun. You can finally see that he's like, man, I'm finally back out there doing my thing. So um, it, it's pretty exciting. He's done a lot of straight line stuff, not so much um, side to side. But, you know, looking good, looking fast. And he's just a big dude. You know, he's, he's <laughs> standing out there next to all the rest of those running backs. And, and he's just he's just tall and big and thick. And, and everyone here is really, really excited about him. Yeah, especially standing next to Trey Mason, who's not right. the biggest guy in <laughs> <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> Exactly. A, a good combo, actually. That's like a perfect mm-hmm. fit for you know the big every down back Trey Mason's quick little guy, awesome change of pace player. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about Todd Gurley is so not full con actually. So this is like zero contact. They're not touching him at all. No, they'll touch him a little bit, but I mean, as far as hitting him, they're not going to hit him. It's just a reminder, like they can touch him, but just don't hit him as hard as you would hit somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Is this a situation, have they said if they think he's going to be ready for week one, week two? Because I know at first it was like, oh, he's going to be ready for the season. And then they kind of backtracked down that a little bit. Is there a new timetable now that he's actually on the field? They actually haven't given a timetable per se. Um, I do know that they are you know, hoping he's the running back of the future. So I don't think they're going to rush this process. But whether he's back for week one or not, you know, I'm not sure. I definitely, he's definitely not going to play in the preseason. That's for sure. But right. um, come week one, still unclear. They haven't, um, they haven't given a timetable for that. You know, Danny, another guy coming off of an injury has a ton of upside. Brian Quick, you had a great piece on his comeback from injury. Our, our listeners can find that uh, that link on your Twitter feed. It's at Danny Klupp. That's D A N I K L U P. So you pair him with Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin couple very exciting young running backs we just mentioned. And then you add Nick Foles, a guy with some solid NFL experience. This club finished 28th in offense last season. Are there a lot of expectations going into the regular season? 
A lot of expectations. And you know what? Just being around those wide receivers, they, they're they excited for the season. And the thing is, is that they've created such a chemistry with Nick Foles since he's gotten here that I think they just they want to play hard for him. They want to win with him. And, I, you know, that's a credit to Nick Foles to coming in here right away with a new team. And really his number one thing was I'm going to create relationships with these guys. And he's done so. You know, I've talked to Tavon Austin. He's like, you know what? That guy told me that he was still going to throw me the ball even if I dropped it, that he would still come back to me. And he's like, and guys, guys don't do that in the NFL. If you drop a pass, they're not going to come back to you. But they've, you know, really developed that relationship. And I think it makes the wide receivers just as excited to play for him as Nick is to play for, or play with them. And um, as far as the return of Brian Quick is, con- is concerned, you know, that's just another big target for the Rams. He went down last year with in the Kansas City game with what I'll – I'll just call like a car wreck type injury, really broke his whole arm, you know. Um, Not even sure if he would come back. They thought that was a career-ending injury. So the fact that he's even able to get on the field is really inspirational in and of itself. But um, he was doing really, really well when he, he was one of our top receivers when he did get hurt. So just to see him be able to be back out there and be another target for Nick Foles, I think it's going to be a really good thing for the offense. You mentioned Tavon Austin there for a second, and for a top 10 NFL draft pick, it seems like they really couldn't figure out how they wanted to use him. Have you seen more packages with him involved? Is he going to be a bigger part of the offense this season, or is he just sort of that gimmicky, undersized guy? We have. We've seen a lot more with Tavon Austin, and and actually the offensive coordinator, Coach Signetti, he has said that Tavon is one of those guys that when he's out there, defenses need to be nervous. And I think that that's a really big compliment coming from Signetti, who's in control of this offense. Um, it, I think that you can see him being utilized in, in much more roles other than just the special teams where he also shines. Yeah, you know, Danny, we talk a lot here about the, the money positions, if you will. How about a little offensive line? Rams have just two starters returning from a year ago. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a big turnover, very similar to what the 49ers are undergoing right now. And that being said, are, are there any rookies or, or young guys there on the offensive line that are really standing out in camp and, and trying to solidify themselves a, a starting spot? Absolutely, um, especially Jamon Brown and Rob Havenstein. Those are the two rookies that have really, really stood out. Um, they've started each game for us, and uh, these preseason games, granted. Um, but they've really just done a great job. They were kind of ready to go when they got here, and that was something that our GM, Les Snead, said, especially of Rob Havenstein when he first got to camp, that he was just ready to go. Um, they, the coaches have said on multiple occasions they have no reservations of starting two rookies on the offensive line. And after watching how well they've adapted to the system, how you know they're studying constantly, I, I've seen them, they always have the playbook in their hand. You know, they're really taking it seriously, and they've really done a good job up to this point. So I, I don't I could see why people might be concerned of the offensive line because we're so young, but at the same time, that gives the coaches a chance to mold the players into what they want. So I don't really think that uh, – I think that it could be a good thing this year. I'm not surprised that they have paid so much attention to the offensive line in the offseason because I'm guessing you want Nick Foles to remain upright unlike <laughs> Sam Bradford. Uh, does the team sort of view – the quarterback position as an upgrade just by having a guy who's going to be on the field? Um, I think that, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I just got this job, you know, um, right draft day was my first day. So I was not here for Sam Bradford, so I can't really speak on his behalf or on the behalf of the team for when he was here. But I can tell you um, that 
you know, having a healthy quarterback and a quarterback like Nick Foles will be extremely helpful. I think if you have a guy like Sam Bradford that goes down early in the preseason, that kind of that kind of hits your confidence level right in the gut, of course. just from the get go. So I think, of course, having having the guy that's been on your first unit throughout training camp being able to start with you week one is a big deal. Nice. So you're sort of like an undrafted free agent then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I, I want to ask you really quick about your hoops career, because I didn't realize mm-hmm. you're a former D1 basketball player. Uh, Stony am. Brook University. Yeah. What kind of game and did you have? Uh, I was a shooting guard. Man, I don't think there was a shot that I didn't I didn't like. Okay. I think I, I might have walked out of the parking lot and would, would have shot that shot. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Have you had a chance to, to like uh, – take anybody on and, and have like a free throw shooting contest or a three-point contest with anybody no, since you've been near the Rams? N- you know, not yet, but there is actually a basketball court like downstairs, but there's a tarp over it where the guys are eating for training camp at this point. So we always say, we've been saying, you know, there's been some smack talk going on there. So right. as soon as that tarp raises up, those guys are going to be shown, you know, what I can do. <laughs> I'm sure every single guy in the 53-man roster thinks he can straight ball too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. They all think they can do everything, right? <laughs> you know, actually, I heard a, a funny story about Nick Foles. Obviously, he's a football player, but he was a really good basketball player as well. I don't know if he actually played at Arizona, but he apparently used to have pickup games with guys that were on the team and, like, not not only held his own, but he at times dominated the guys on the basketball team. Like, he's a really good athlete. He is a really good athlete. And actually, it's funny you said that because we were just joking around about how they have, you know, one of those little mini basketball hoops in the locker room. And he's just balling out on that, too. So, <laughs> guy's just an athlete. Danny Kleppinger, you can find her at Danny Klupp. That's D A N I K L U P. Danny, we will meet up with you in week eight. That is the first time the Niners and Rams will face off. It is in St. Louis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good night. All right, thanks, Great stuff. Awesome. Always good to get a little info on our rivals there. I'm not. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm worried about Gurley. I really am. When I saw the draft, I was like, Oh, whatever. This guy's hurt. He's not even going to play this year. Maybe he'll be on the pup list. And Here's I'm, why. Because you can go to leadingtheleague.com. You can see what my scouting report was on him. He was my number one running back. Sure. I thought he was completely worth a first round draft pick, even with a bad knee. But I, the Rams were almost. The last team I expected to make a move like that. With Trey Mason, a third-round pick, was yeah. He looked really good the second half of last year. And you're still, I mean, this was a team that was drafting in the top ten. Yeah. You're, you're down there for a reason, right? And it seems like such a luxury pick. I thought he was going to be someone that was drafted may, maybe towards the end of the first round to a team that was really good that just needed to plug in a running back, you know. Right. Especially we just talked about it. You know, only two returning starters on the offensive line. You think with a pick like that, you go out, you get a big tackle, or you get a yes. you know a nice solid guard there. Yes. But they 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 went against conventional wisdom, and which... with with how devalued that position has been. So sure. to not only spend a top ten pick on a running back was kind of unheard of. Now on a, on an injured running back with a bad ACL, you still don't know what exactly you're going to get. I mean, that's a risky proposition right there. But the upside with this guy Ups- is so yeah, he can high. Be very good. I mean, he's the best running back to come out since. Adrian Peterson. So yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, that. hopefully for for him, he's you know he comes out and he's 100. percent Hopefully, um, he just has his best games against other teams. Yeah, as a Niner fan, you hope that you know maybe he has a little turf toe or something week eight, right? You know, as as, right, come, right. as we go out, right. to, out to St. Louis, and also, and I you know I I don't want to completely bash the Rams saying they're a, a bottom ten team because obviously they were without a quarterback. Yeah, all year long, of and they course. were trying to like scrap together something. But there. their so offense was—they're probably 29. a better team than what their record sure. said they were.
Their defense right in the middle of the pack. I mean, defense is looking good. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm expecting I, them to be a lot better this season. I'm a big fan of Aaron Donald. Yeah. He's a beast in the middle, undersized, but he's cat quick and he can really disrupt things. Gets it done. Yeah, that, that's important. It'll be interesting to see. God, this division's still tough. It is still tough. I'm getting really excited. You know, we got like I said this weekend, super important for all those those young guys, and it's not just for the guys who aren't going to make this cut. I mean, next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, they got to get down to 53. So I mean, this is we're talking about nine days here that, that a right. lot of guys have to prove their worth. You know, guy, guys like Mike Purcell. You know, guy like Jared Hain. You know, a, a guy like Shane Scove. Even I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's yeah. How many Moody, middle linebackers like, do you keep? Because right. obviously, it's Bowman, Will Hoyt, Moody's not going to get cut. Scove was the undrafted guy, um, yeah. but I, you know, you got to have they four, keep right? him. So, yeah. and they've also got you know some people that play on special teams. You got to keep one of those guys. Yep. It's going to be very interesting, man. It, almost at every position group, they still have a lot of depth, which is crazy since they lost so much in the offseason. I know. I know. Um, it really is. Trent Baalke, probably not done dealing either. No, and, and that's just it. Once these once these cuts start happening, you know, that's when you see a lot of guys, oh, oh, we're going to go pick up that guy. Because you got to clear the waiver list before you can be added to the practice squad. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Niners may add somebody at some point. They probably will. That's yes, just what yeah. happens you know, around the NFL. So it's this, you know, it's exciting. I'm really excited. Yes, me too. Very excited. You know, what gets me excited is food. So I mean, <laughs> I hate to transition into it like that, but this week, this week's top five list is foods to eat during football. I love food almost as much as I love anything in the yeah. world. Food, food is might be my favorite thing. Yes, just period. Like if you could do nothing else, eating eat, eat. would be the number think, one thing. I think eat would be mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And there, here's the great thing about eating. Mm-hmm. You can do it and do anything else at the same time. <laughs> right. I mean, almost anything else. Anything. There's certain things hey, you probably shouldn't do. Anything. <laughs> you go in George Costanza on us <laughs> over there trying to get that pastrami sandwich in bed. Uh, let's hear yours. Top five food to eat during football. Number five, deviled eggs. I make the best on the planet. I'll take all challengers. I did not see that coming. I got to be. All challengers. I want to taste your deviled eggs. Though. Oh, dude, they're so good. It's an, I could eat an entire batch of them. That's the problem is I make them and I end up eating like 10 deviled eggs, which is just not good oh, for me. Oh, I feel bad for whoever is near you. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, when you make them too, it kind of stinks the house yeah. up. So uh, yeah, it's it's a brutal deviled thing. Eggs? But I like some deviled eggs. They're delicious. Yeah. Football food though. Okay. Football. Oh, hey, finger food. Pop finger it. food. Yeah. I'm all about, you'll okay. see my list, man. Okay. I'm okay. all about it. Uh, number four, a pig in a blanket. Now there's several kinds of pigs in a blanket. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about be specific here. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the hot dog wrapped in just anything Pillsbury, I, I love it. Or you know, for the 10 a.m. start games, you know, you got the breakfast sausage wrapped in a pancake. You know, it's just anything that's kind of a a, a hot dog or a sausage of some kind that mm-hmm. I can just throw in my mouth right. without using a fork or <laughs> or taking a bite of and getting you know ketchup or syrup all over my face. Yes. I'm in. Okay. Number three, pizza. It's a staple. It's easy. Normally, I'm a deep dish guy. But not on game day because, again, we mentioned it. I don't want to use a fork. If I'm watching right. football, my hand's got to be ready with the, the clicker. And I don't want to have to worry about getting grease on it. Because you're anything. a channel jumper. Well, mostly I'm a red zone watcher. Right. But, yeah. then if That's it, changed the game completely of watching football. If the 49ers aren't on, I don't have to change the channel. No. And I, I don't see a single commercial for hours. And that's just it. Hours. As soon as the commercial comes on the Niner game, boom, red zone. Boom, back to the Niner game. Or if you can, you know, you're lucky enough to have two TVs or you pull it up on your computer, then you never really have to change the channel. And that's... It's a lot of fun. Number two, right. beer. Preferably, I'm a brown ale or a nice crisp, crisp lager guy, but I'll drink pretty much anything. Mm. If, as long as it's not, you know, bad. Even then, if I'm in the right mood, the Niners are behind, uh, give me anything. Okay. You, know, you can pass it yeah. my way. Number one, it's not even close for me. It's ruff, ruffles and onion dip. I could eat 
that all day. So, and there's like just an endless amount of different kinds of onion dips. What's your go-to? The Lipton, dip? and you just, just put straight it, up the packet. The, the packet you, s- you pour it right in a tub of sour cream. You just mix it up, yeah, and then you get just the regular standard ruffles, and you just go to town. I like it. Anything with ridges, I guess, would work. Right. Yeah. 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 The ridges helps get yeah. a little bit more of that. Yeah. That juice on it there holds for sure. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? Well, this is tough because we could do a full list on just drinks. Yeah. And because that's important, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm going to start with my number five with the drink. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I'm bookending my list with drinks. So I'm going to start with number oh, five. All right. Uh, Bloody Marys. All right. And they're red. They're 49ers red. 10 a.m. It's and see West Coast. Yeah. The it's East Coast people don't get it. They this don't. is morning. This is a morning sport. <laughs> like you, I wake up and it's you wake up and you go from bed to couch and it's football. Yeah. It's straight up morning. And so and you want to get a little. You know, you want breakfast and at the same time you want to get a little drunk. I understand. Yeah. Or you know, Saturday night was the night before, and I know Hair you party dog. hard. Yeah. So. I get it. Yeah. Bloody That's a good Mary one. Good is, one? is one of my favorite things. Okay. Um, number four, wings. See, I'm not a big wing guy. Here, Here's the thing. I don't like the traditional, like, crappy wings. Yeah, with the, bu- so, with the buffalo oh, sauce This is or just anything with, with food for me. I don't like the bad food. And, like, you didn't have a single thing on your list from the ballpark. Right. And I don't either. No. Ballpark food is overpriced yeah. and terrible. When I go to a game, I almost never get something from I'm the stadium. I'm 100%. Yeah. Uh, the price of the beer is ridiculous. You sneak in a flask yeah. if you want a drink. <laughs> Don't do that. No, that's... Don't tell anybody I told you to do that, but do that. <laughs> but, but definitely do that. Don't I have a, get drunk I have a pair of barnoculars, which are amazing. Oh, that's have nice. Have you seen these where they're, yeah. they look like binoculars, but they're actually two separate? So you have two different things. You could have uh, you know, some rum on one side. You can yeah. buy a Coke and pour some rum in there if that's what you, you like to do. You get tequila on one side. You, tequila, you take some yeah. shots. Or you could do whiskey on one side. Yeah. I like where your head's they, at here. Yeah. All right. So wings number four. Beat the system. Uh-huh. Sorry, Levi Stadium. Sorry, security. <laughs> Don't double check those binoculars. <laughs> um, Sir, do you have? Did some water get any of these outside? <laughs> oh, here's the thing with wings. So, and everyone tries to go crazy with the wings. You know, it's I like some pretty simple wings. I like mm. some that are sweet and savory a little bit, and I like spicy. But you don't have to be stupid about your wings. Either, no, you know, you know I don't like want a to badge be of sweating. honor. And I love spicy food and all. Me too. It's just, the, just about the spiciest wings, but that's not. I'm not trying to do okay. that. You know, it's not like. A manhood thing. I just want to eat something. Since we're talking about, you know, not worrying about our manhood here, I'm not a bone guy. Like, I don't like eating things off of a bone. Oh, okay. To me, like, if it's a boneless wing, I'm in. (laughs) Hook me up. But wings, it just kind of grosses me out. Not a bone guy. (laughs) Put this down right here. Yeah, make sure that you don't bring in anything with a bone. That changes the Christmas list for you, for sure. (laughs) Not a bone guy. Yes, I'm glad I mentioned something. (laughs) Number three. Uh, Number three is pizza. Yeah. We both got that. Not, like, yeah. It could be number one. Three sounds like it's low, actually, yeah, now that I say it. But there's a couple things I like better. It's important, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, number two for me is popcorn. Ooh, and this okay. is one of my favorite things in the world. And I'm ta- not talking stadium popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the popcorn that I make myself. You brought me I in. Do, some I of do that. not eat other people's popcorn. That's good because it's that not as good, good as my popcorn. Yeah. Yes. that was a little bit of a Cajun thing I had going. Oh, about. that's not your standard. No, Cajun is my standard. Okay, that is my standard it. now. It's it's evolved over the years. I get that. Um, but I can do a lot of different things. You know how you get popcorn and it's yellow. Yeah, because there's stuff on it. No, you got to taste the popcorn. Right. It's simple. Just a little essence. Just a little bit. I don't of want pop. too much butter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get you. And it's a healthy snack. It's a hell of a lot better than dipping into a bag of potato chips. Well, I don't know. I mean, as long as they're going in onion dip, <laughs> sour cream, I'll yeah, take that I mean, all day. That makes it more healthy because there's sour, the sour cream, cream is yeah, involved. You get, you get light sour cream yeah. and you're fine. I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, number one is beer. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. But here, I don't always drink beer and watch football. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, either. Like, it's 
and, and drinking is always with people. So, like, there's not going to be Bloody Marys or beer around unless it's like, okay, we're having people over for the game right. and we're watching the game. You're not just sitting on the couch I don't by just yourself. wake up every morning to a Bloody Mary and then end it's it with Sunday. a beer. Right? <laughs> Get the beer out. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that? Okay. But, I'm writing and, that down. Too. Yeah, it's always – it's a party. You know, when it's a yeah. party, you get some beer, you watch some football with your buddies. I mean, it's awesome. So I think I had beer too. You had it one. That's obviously going to be our combined number one. Yes. There's no doubt yes. about yes. it. And then we both had pizza at three, but I feel like that could be moved up to two since we both had different number twos. Yes, I yeah. agree. Okay, so we could put pizza there. We can for a- sure. Everything else we did is different now. This is tough. Yeah, this is when you've tasted my popcorn. I have. And I have not tasted your finger food. I know that's true. Hmm. Your popcorn was very good. I could good. eat that all day. Boom, popcorn. Three. Popcorn. All right, popcorn three. And I, I swear by my deviled eggs. I know I had it at five, but I could easily. That could easily be number one. Wait, what did you have? Number four were the pigs in a blanket. Because, again, there's multiple kinds of pigs in a blanket. I like pigs in a blanket because you can go a lot of different directions with that. Yeah. You could do the breakfast thing, and you could have lunch pigs in a blanket later that are different. Okay, let's do pigs in a blanket there, and I like your Bloody Mary at five. Because, I, I like, can go with uh, – you, no, made, you no. made an argument for those deviled eggs, and it's homemade. Yeah, it's true. It is homemade. and they're, they're, You don't want to sound like alcoholics They're here. the best. I'm not even – I'm not underselling that I, by saying they're the best. Put deviled eggs down, deviled and eggs. I am going to eat those. And if they're not the best, we're going to change this list. All right. I, and you know what? I'm not worried. Okay. I'm not worried that you're going to change it. Good. The the one that was really hard for me to leave off was chips and salsa. Yeah. I'm a Mexican food. I mean, I will eat Mexican food Just all day. Just guacamole too. Yeah, guacamole. I could I could eat yeah that uh, but, every day. And see, you're not a bone guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dip guy when I'm watching football. For some reason, huh. it's, I don't want to go to the dip because it takes my eye off the game. No, that's why you just I don't want to be focused. You just have it in, right in front of you, and you don't even have to break eye contact with the game. Okay. Once you do it enough, maybe it's, just it's muscle just, memory. That's just me. Then it's yeah. not my game. My dip game isn't strong enough. That's what it is. Okay. You need more practice. You're too right. worried about popcorn. Well, you work on your bone game. I'll work on my dip game. How about that? <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Gold Faithful. Next week we've got a great show on deck. We're going to talk about the defensive backs. It's the only position group we haven't gotten deep into. And man. That's one of the tightest ones. Yeah. We don't even know who the second starter is going to be next to Tremaine Brock. Everyone has kind of looked good in spots. The guy who's impressed me the most, Kenneth Acker. I really yeah. like what I've seen from this guy. Looking really he good. Might, he's not at – Keith Reeser is a little bit taller, a little bit faster. but On paper, Acker, maybe looks better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Acker, I've been so surprised. He's a first-year guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he sat out all of last year. This is his first taste of NFL football. And he, he's doing some of the little things. And right. And you mentioned Brock. I mean, he had a little injury today in practice. He may we not might even play see Saturday. Two of those guys, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, Dante Johnson had a much better week two than he had a week one. He had a one. pick also. I mean, yes. yeah, this will be this will be fun. Well, we'll know a lot and more Sharice next Wright, week. Obviously, the veteran in the right. mix. So, and maybe that's why he's not out there with the number ones. They know what they got. You know? Yeah, they want to see how the other guys work together. Yeah, we'll see. That's right. Also, uh, Jeff Dini. He works the 49ers beat for Pro Football Focus. He's going to bring some very interesting insight and uh, some grades. And I want to ask him about how exactly they, they get to those grades because oh, this is great. awesome for me. I'm a big stats guy. Me and, too. And, um, you know, for especially like offensive linemen and defensive linemen and even DBs, you can't – there's not enough stats there to really tell the story of what's going on. Yeah, I mean the eye test obviously, but yeah, give, yes. give me some And that's numbers. kind of what this is. This is the eye test. They break down film and they go about grading guys in a certain way. Right. And it's a scientific approach to it. And so I'm really interested to hear more of that and I think our listeners will too I agree 100% alright thanks for listening everybody you can find me at BB Peacock on Twitter Nick at Bay Area Wink we will talk to you next time see ya talking about you know not worrying about our manhood here I'm not a bone guy